Well, hey, my diet disruptors. I am thrilled to introduce you to a client who has also become a friend. And that is like my favorite type of client. Many of them become that way. But Gwen is someone super, super special. Gwen has been with us for a while, actually. But it's so funny because Gwen just kept putting off having calls with me, coaching calls with me, like just didn't do it. And then finally she connects with me and I learned why she actually put it off for so long. It was really interesting. But Gwen, I'm so excited that you're here. I would love for you just to introduce yourself a little bit and then share about why did you actually say yes to us all that long time ago? It was actually a long time ago that you kind of <laughs> said yes. And then a lot of stuff has happened. So I cannot wait to share the story. It was so inspiring. And I'm like, you have to come on and talk to people about this. So tell us a little bit about you and then why you said yes to us in the first place. Uh, well, I'm Gwen and I have been struggling for years uh, and years and years. Long. What do you mean by that? What I mean, 10 with? years trying to lose the weight. It started coming on and I immediately started trying. You know, I've had lots of stress, lots of family issues, divorce, you know, and it just kept getting worse and worse and I couldn't find anything. So by search, as you say, I've been through what, 20, 30 diets <laughs> and nothing seemed to work. And then I ran across disruptive nutrition. I think I'm pretty sure it was a Facebook post and I dug in and I listened. I went through the free seminar and then I won the four weeks to wellness. Do you remember that? That's right. Yes. We had a, so yes. I, I entered the contest and I won. And once I got through that, I was like, I have to do the rest. Mm -hmm. I have to, because it's working. Mm -hmm. you know, so what was your work. definition of when you said nothing was working and then this was quote unquote working, what's your definition of working? And did it change from the diet definition of working to the disruptive nutrition definition of working? Well, the, the diets, you know, like keto and all that singled in on the, on, on certain aspects, disruptive nutrition covered so much more. Mm. And I can honestly say in the year and a few months that I've been doing this, my anxiety is better. My de any depressive episodes way better. My energy levels are up. I've lost a few inches. Well, six lost a lot of inches. <laughs> I lost six inches around my waist, four inches around my hips to my husband's dismay. He likes, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> fuller. <laughs> I love yeah, that. You don't get a boat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a year and a few months. Um, but you know, in that, that the first six months, I really didn't, I, I was learning and I'm over analytical. And I'm like, and I want to write stuff down and I want to learn it thoroughly. So I, I actually slow my pace by doing that Yeah. and um, take it for what it is, because that, that's what I needed to do all along is follow it exactly, you know, go with the PFC every three in the right, you know, amounts. And I was like, oh, a little more protein won't hurt. Ooh, this fat's not really good for me, but let's, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I finished up my four weeks of wellness. I'm actually, actually on vacation. Yes, <laughs> which is, which I know. Which is not good. Which is not good. I was so <laughs> tempted. I was in Savannah. And uh, Savannah's food. Whew. 
my goodness. Yes. But I yes. did really, I did really good. I didn't gain any weight, but I didn't lose any. And I didn't, I wasn't eating, but to me, it was like, wait, I just did all this and I didn't gain weight. Something's yeah. happening here. Your body was responding. Exactly. Yeah. And then it got better and better. I'm trying to share it with my girlfriends. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm telling you, but if you're not doing it, it's not going to work. You can't pick and choose. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that's where it's interesting to me because you've been with us for a long time, a l- over a year. Um, and initially you were like motivated and excited and ready and you were doing it. Right. And then you wanted to continue on and work with us in a deeper way. But what's interesting is that while you were in showing up, one of the things that you said to me was like back in February, you got hit with a pretty significant diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And had you really been showing up authentically and really engaging, trusting and doing, I'm wondering if that diagnosis would have actually happened. I am wondering the same thing. I don't think it would have. I don't so, think it would have had a, had I known what direction I was going in, absolutely, I'd have been spot on. So you were working but with I us didn't. for like a year. And then in February, you get a type two diabetes diagnosis. I do, type two diabetes. So, and that's like, that looks to me where I'm like, wait, whoa, what? How exactly. are you working? Right? Exactly. And it's like, how are you working with us for a year and then get a type two diabetes diagnosis? And that's when I will say all day long, I can teach women how to eat. I can teach them how to eat. But if we don't dig in and truly have a woman who is ready to visit the beliefs and the thoughts that dictate our actions, that truly step back and reflect on how do I really organize my life, my systems, my time, the learning how to eat is going to fall off the wayside. That's exactly, yeah. The intentionality goes and you wake up one day and say, how did I get here? But Carrie taught me, and then, and then this is why I love you so much because you could have easily gone and been like, well, this didn't work. Disruptive nutrition didn't work. I've been doing, I've been doing it for a year and I get a type two diabetes diagnosis and you didn't do that. What did you do instead and why? What I did instead was I went back to the four weeks to wellness. Um, Well, actually I spent like a week, maybe 10 days. So anxiety ridden, I couldn't do anything. (laughs) It was terrible. Um, I was thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? You know, blaming myself. And then, you know, I finally came to, okay. Did you blame me? What have I done is what am I going to do? Right. Did you blame me though? Did you blame me? Absolutely not. What I did was go back and dive in further. Mm. Um, So why? Why did you believe that you should go back to this? and dive in more instead of being like, well, I got to go find something else. Cause that didn't no, work. Because I have the evidence of the previous summer. Yeah. And I knew what happened. My dad died in November right. and I knew what happened. I spent a lot of time at the hospital and stuff. And I knew what happened. I knew I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, preoccupied. I had mm-hmm. stuff I had to do. Um, and then, you know, December wasn't much better. Um, but come January, I had already started to you know sort of clean it up a little bit and then when I went in I was like oh you you didn't get on that fast enough did you (laughs) Um, but I dove back into four weeks to wellness and the 12 week trifecta Mm -hmm. here recently Um, and then I got a CGM I wanted to know exactly what foods were causing my body as a diabetic to spike Yes. And so this is where I just think it's so 
incredible. So you could have spent your time searching and Googling and going looking for the no, next thing. I already knew this worked. But you knew, you you believed and you trusted. And we always say like, we, we always say your next meal is only three hours away. You don't have to beat yourself up. And, and Coach Jess talks about how this is um, an approach that is based in love and grace. And I feel like in so many ways, you gave yourself some grace. Like, yeah, you got stressed out and stuff, but then you like, were like, I'm going to get back on. Which I learned from you. Oh. Disruptive nutrition. Love that. Right? I love that. So, I, I mean, I have a whole notebook full of notes and coaching call notes. And I mean, it is so disorganized. It sort of like makes me anxious to even open it up. But I opened that sucker up and I read through a bunch of stuff. And I was like, I need to get that mindset back. I need to do these things. Yeah. I did yeah. it. I went and so then the you did it. You're, and two major things. First of all, we'll talk about what a CGM is. But uh, the first, the first thing is that you believed. You believe that this was work. And instead of beating yourself up about it and getting yourself deeper, you took seven days ish and said, okay, now I'm going to just get myself on. I'm going to get myself really involved, but you actually dug in, in a deeper way, more authentically because your why was so much bigger. Absolutely much bigger. This is what I say all the time. Your why before was really about weight. Yeah, it was about weight and it was about getting healthier, getting healthier. We got you yeah. we got, right. Because when you do, when you do all the diets, it really comes down to, it didn't work because I didn't lose the weight or I lost the weight. And then it came back in a lot of ways. Cause I have a lot of people that would be like, yeah, I lost weight, but it wasn't sustainable. I still was, didn't feel great. You know, like there was that deprivation there. Your, but your why now was like around really, truly, like, I don't have any time to waste. The urgency was there. Exactly. We didn't tell you anything different. Nope. But suddenly it then- took on a whole new meaning when you have a exactly. diagnosis. Exactly. Like right. And we, I mean, you guys know, you know exactly how I feel about the scale, but I will say you also have like, would, like you lost like a, a significant amount of weight. On 33 well. pounds only because I go to the doctor all the time now. Right. Not because, not because you're weighing yourself at home. Right. Not because I'm weighing myself every day. Yeah. So uh, 33 pounds, pounds according to the doctor's scale, which, you know, is always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just love that because that why is what we work on so much at the very beginning and it may evolve and get deeper, stronger change, whatever it is. And your why got really strong. So you dug back in and then you got yourself a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor. And so I have mixed feelings about the continuous glucose monitor. I do too. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that first. Because what did you have to start doing that we don't do at Disruptive Nutrition that you had to start doing with your continuous glucose monitor? Uh, well, I had to check it all the time, number one. And number yeah. two, you have to sort of figure out how to read those graphs and, yeah. and, and what, what the spikes mean, right? Right. And you had to like, like enter, in your, enter in your food and start tracking. Right. right. You have to track right? your food. You have to write it down because you need to know what you ate in order to cause that spike or whether a spike didn't happen at all. Right. Did I and exercise within an well, hour of eating? You know, that, all think- that, I tried to write all that down and wow, it is time consuming. Yes. That's why we, we almost got a little obsessive. There you go. Yeah. I I don't really like wearing it, but now I only check it when I'm testing food. Yep. 
Yeah. So right now I'm all in the resistant starches thing. I, I cut out the starches because they were a big factor in spiking my glucose. Yep. Um, but then I started reading about resistant starches and thought maybe I needed to add that back in for a better microbiome. Yep. Um, yep. So cooking and cooling potatoes. Yep. yep. And rice. It works. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And yeah. I'm like, oh, boy, my, my carbs were getting really limited, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm like, okay, you don't have to have the full 20 grams of that starch. You can only have like eight or 10, but then fill it up with a different carb, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't spike. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been learning with it. I don't really care to wear it. I mean, it's like this big... <laughs> You know, but you're on. you're in a different place than some people. Although now it's like fifty percent of people have a pre-diabetic or a diabetic diagnosis. Right. But now for you, this isn't about tracking your calories to be able to figure out if you were good enough or bad, right? And and tracking right. your food in the way that a diet is. What you're doing is you were especially in the beginning is collecting data exactly. on your body I'm and yourself data on what my body is doing because it's out of whack. Right. Clearly <laughs> different reasons. Right? right. But then once you start to learn it and understand even more about your body, now you're testing just to make sure your blood sugar level is where it should be before you eat your next meal. Exactly. So instead of just going on, like how we feel where it's really intuitive, you're really like, uh, giving yourself a secondary affirmation. Would you right. agree? Exactly. Yeah. Um, because if it's too high, that does change what I'm going to eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm happy to say over the last couple of weeks, I've kept it between 80 and 120, with very few exceptions. That's awesome. Um, so that's why I'm. And I guess my goal is to keep it between 80 and 120, and hopefully my body starts regulating again. 100. We're working that whole diagnosis. I'm well, let's go. talk about what is your. So you got diagnosed in February, and in May you had another A1C. Yes, 5.9. What was so it in February? 6.8 to 5.9 doing this. Now it was the same thing that you learned a year ago. Exactly. But <laughs> it but just you, didn't get through all the blondness right here, I guess. <laughs> but that's what's so beautiful about this. This is what I say all the time. We're, we're you're going to have the gutter guards in a bowling lane, right? Like let's pretend we're bowling. You're going to have the gutter guards. Sometimes you might not hit any pins. Sometimes you'll hit all the pins but you've got to be the one bowling. We are not going to let you go in the gutter. We're not right. going to forget about you. We're not going to let you go in the gutter, but you have to bowl. And maybe you were just like kind of bowling last year. And then you stopped yeah, bowling. I, I was being way too analytical. And the reason I have any calls with you is because I didn't feel like I was doing it. Right. All the way. Right. You know, and then the stress comes in with, with the parent and the, it, it, that's why it took me so long to, I'm like, I need to get on a call with Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> a year later, I'm like, Gwen is calling, <laughs> dude, a call. All right, let's talk about though the stress because we know that stress, chronic stress that keeps your, one of the reactions that your body has is a heightened blood sugar, right? It, it, it spikes our, our cortisol. It releases and I have cortisol. noticed that on my CGM. Yeah, so talk about that. I've seen it um, and it'll occur to me when I'm super stressed out or something's happened or something's going on to check it and it's up. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, it was really low five minutes ago. <laughs> well, not five yeah. minutes ago, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And then I, I try to journal that, right? So I can see when I'm looking at those graphs, what exactly is going on when it goes up. But I have seen that several times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm lucky it's not as much because I don't feel that anxiety as much as I did anymore. Well, this is where I always talk about diagnosis to now. Yes. Anxiety has nosedived. Because you're empowered to do something about it. And, and, and that is huge. And keeping your glucose steady wins you less anxiety. (laughs) Exactly. And it does all of these things that we're talking about where this is why I love, I wanted to have you on because you took it, like you came full circle, you trusted, you believed how much did you really engage your why got bigger. And then now we can actually look at scientifically how you're doing the same thing you learned. You've got your CGM and now you're actually seeing what their progress is. I love that you are going through this in some ways because you're a blessing to so many other people who need That's to That's why I agreed this. to come on, even though my face turns red and I get really nervous. I want you to know, you know, because I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for you and disruptive nutrition, because if I haven't, I didn't have you guys, where would I have turned to in February? Where, what would I, you I have I would have been, my doctor said, you need to eat right. I'm like, what, what the heck does that mean? They don't know. <laughs> <Can you> clarify, <laughs> but yeah. I already knew. I knew exactly what I needed to do as soon as I heard it. Yep. Yep. It so was let's... just a matter of getting there, letting that anxiety over. Oh my gosh, go yep. away. And, and what I love is that you, you recognize always... that I didn't do right last summer. I didn't do it all the way. Well, I and you also that. went through a very traumatic time in your life last year. So even if you had been on point with your food. Let's be real honest. Like we know that you weren't able to engage as much, but let's say you did. We know that that level of chronic stress and not being super cognizant of dealing with it in a way that's really going to help to reduce right. that those cortisol levels can literally put your body at such a stress level that it has to react by doing exactly what your body did. Now I know like, I lost 17 pounds last summer. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the, you know, my dad stuff came along and it's, I stopped losing. Yeah. Even if I was eating the same thing, which let's be honest, I wasn't, I was eating in the cafeteria at the hospital. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I mean, I was trying to make really good choices, but it's still right. It's not. Right. But, but that level of stress impacts us so dramatically. And I think that's why in so many ways, it's like, I can teach you about food, but that is not enough. No, there's so many factors like coaching calls. Yeah. The coaching calls and all the advice that you give. That's what helped me going back through all that. I get lifted by it. I get ideas by it. I'm like, you know what I'm doing this and I'm going to do it much, much deeper this time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So let's like, life will happen again to you, something stressful and chaotic, just like it does to all of us. What tools do you have in place now to get in front of that chaos, that stress, that trauma that will happen at some point in your life? What tools do you have in place now to be able to deal with that? Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I study a lot. I read a lot of books. Um, you know, Anxiety is one of the things that has plagued me for six or seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it got really bad almost to the point of, you know, having a serious meltdown. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I just kept learning of ways to deal with it. So all my friends are aware 
my husband is aware, my family is aware, and they all come together every single time. We got you. We got you. So, um, the you know, dealing with the dad thing could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't gain any weight. <laughs> I mean, I didn't lose any weight. Not that that's, you, you see what I'm saying? No, I didn't go off track so much that I lost all sense of whatever and all the progress uh, and, and, and what I'd gone through the summer before that happened is what helped me get through that even mm-hmm. though it was bad um the stress was horrendous but I didn't travel backwards right I sort of stayed the same right um <laughs> unfortunately my glucose had different ideas <laughs> so, well part of that stress is yeah I think glucose, yeah exactly you know? I think most of it was stress because I mean I didn't go back to eating potato chips and I didn't go back to eating any of that stuff I was still trying to do PFC every three yeah as clean but as also it. and we also think about all of the stuff that had been happening before the years and years and years before exactly the years and years of stress before yeah. And, um, yeah. and not knowing how to eat, like the, the combination of that is, is incredible, but your body is healing now. Exactly. And, and I and, can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in the way I feel every day with the energy right now I'm having headaches, but I know it's sinuses. If anybody's ever lived in Tennessee, <laughs> this is an issue down here. Um, yeah. But other yeah. than that, I, I feel great. But you're always a problem solver. You know enough now to be able to pinpoint because of all that you have learned to be able to pinpoint if there are issues, where it's coming from, how to, how to problem solve it. And then when, and if that, that stress, that chaos comes on, not only do you have a community within us to be able to lean on, but you have skills and strategies of showing up for yourself every day. So it doesn't fall off that far. The proper mindset, which, Mm -hmm. you know, taught by you guys. And I'm grateful. You are um, an inspiration. If you like, I know you have, you know, you talk to your friends about this kind of stuff all the time and you, and you're really passionate that people understand what this lifestyle is about, What is your kind of number one reason, what do you think would be like, if you could boil it down to the reason you've been successful in moving forward, what do you think? you've been is the biggest key to that success putting the time in Mm. putting the actual time in to grasp learn and implement what you're learning but Gwen you are super busy you are an entrepreneur you have your own business how do you have the time I get up an hour earlier (laughs) I'm not kidding I changed it from I was seven it's now six and I get up an hour early. I go straight to my patio or if it's, you know, winter, I go somewhere sunny, a sunny window. Mm-hmm. And I open up disruptive nutrition, listen to some podcast, or I, I, I do meditation or um, I'm still working on doing the planning thing every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm one of those that have running um, sticky notes and checklists mm-hmm. all over my desk. Yeah. Um, so trying to get that all in one place. And I love that idea because I'm at heart, I'm organizational, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's hard to pull all of it together because I tend to want to go, Ooh, well, let's do all the systems for the house and the laundry and this and the dogs. Let's put it all in one place. And that's- yeah. Because we do, we work on systems, we work on organization and time management and all of that stuff. Work on but that every morning. But 1% progress every single day, you'll get there. But that, you just said the thing that I would say 
and this is true of every coaching call that I do. It is true of every single client. You um, nailed it. You wake up in the morning and you show up for yourself. Like I always joke that my kids, they need to eat every day. It's like, I got to feed them every day. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, or like, I got to brush my teeth every day. I have to, or I, it's like, you get that yucky grossness all day long in your mouth. We're not showing up for ourselves every day for a few minutes in the morning to set our intentions. Then all of a sudden February will happen and you'll look at a diagnosis and go, exactly. how, did that, how, how did that happen? Right? Yep. I used to get up and roll right into my desk chair and go to work mm-hmm. with that myself a- at all. And that's what you changed because I don't do that anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. Nope. I started nine now, nine to five. <laughs> I love it. Having <laughs> because those I, can, right? I work for myself. So, yeah. but that's a, that's an, and you know, that's not to say I don't work over sometimes Yeah. or under. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I took that time in the mornings and I feel so much better since I've done that. That is the key. And, and, and people can say all day long, I don't have time or I wake up really early, whatever it is, that is the mindset of being able to say, I'm going to show up now. There's lots of things that we talk about in the structure of morning time, but the core of it is getting yourself there. And then you figure out the rest once you're there. But Mm -hmm. when I'm just so proud of you, you're a rock star. You have show up for yourself and your why is so, so big. And you're just like, this is a lifelong journey. You're never like done. Nope. And I love the learning of it now. Before it was, it was, I have to do it. I have to do it. Now it's, I want to, I want to learn it. I want it. And I'm, and and I don't think it's just because of the diabetes, because it is fascinating. Yeah. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, The biochemistry of your, what's going on up in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I love that you are just open and willing to share because people need to see the, the journey is not always a straight line. No. And sometimes it takes us some people a little longer than others <laughs> to catch on. And that is okay. I'm here now and that's what matters, right? Exactly. Exactly. You went through what you needed to go through. And that's why I always talk about like, it's not just fitting a person into a program. It's developing a structure and an approach that you are going to make work for you in your life. And we are going to adjust and coach you through that. Right. Right. Yay. I love it. So thank you so much. I love your advice showing up for yourself every single morning. Um, we're going to be thinking about you. want to hear updates on how your progress is going. Um, Gwen, you're the best. And I love that. Now we can say that we're friends and we're actually working on some projects together. You guys will see with Gwen. She's a graphic designer. She does all sorts of design work. Not only do we have a love for HGTV, but, uh, we also love some really good design. So you're going to be seeing some of Gwen's stuff through disruptive nutrition soon too. So I'm excited about that. Okay. You're the best Gwen. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Bye. Bye.